This is another episode of Scaring and Sharing. It's a podcast where we share spooky news and our frightful views with each other and you about all things horror. Last night, I had come up with what would be a fun, like, intro thing to say before saying this is Scaring and Sharing, and I totally forgot what I thought of last night. <laughs> you normally so. go like this, uh... Yeah, normally I go, uh, but <laughs> last night I was like, oh, I thought of a quip or something from some movie, and I was like, that'd be perfect to say, but I totally forgot what it was so and out there if you're listening thanks for joining us i am here today with the bold the beautiful the original sasquatch slim rusk jeremy (laughs) (laughs) i said that also weird but his name is jeremy rusk and he's the original sasquatch slim okay isn't that from a shampoo commercial? Like, isn't that like... No, it's who a is soap that? opera, The Bold and the Beautiful. Oh, The Bold and the Beautiful. But I thought, like, it wasn't it somebody had, like, be bold, be you, or something like that. One of Probably. those was that <laughs> what, Fruitopia, for some reason, is what jumped to mind. But that's a drink. That's not, <laughs> that's not shampoo. Okay. Oh, God. Anyway, you are Brandy Joe, the Flame and Scream Queen Planbeck. Yes. Uh, hopefully people know that, because I, I just imagine... If you're listening, you're our devoted, you know, our devoted zealots that listen, our fanatics. The fanatics. And if you're listening for the first time, Jeremy and I just talk about horror movies for a while, and then typically we'll assign the other person a scary movie that they've not seen, and then we watch them when we come back and we talk about them. And if you want to just skip ahead to the movies, I'm putting it now in the notes on where in the time of the podcast you can zoom ahead to check those out. Cool. But for a bit, we're just going to chat. Yeah, that's what we do in the first half. This is the stuff about the, uh, <laughs> the spooky news and frightful views. So yeah, I still yeah. I cannot stop thinking about Pearl. It is so good. So, so yeah, good. it was really good. I keep seeing a lot of like stuff written about it now, so I'm gonna have to start digging into the uh, uh, articles and whatnot. Yeah, and I missed this. I was looking for fun gifts to use on like our our Instagram page, and this is not spoilery at all. But there's a scene in the movie where she steps on an X, and I didn't put it together. Oh, like, I did. I, didn't, I was like, like connect that at all. Oh, you, you were probably just thinking because you're a theater person, so that's I'm sure not yeah, unusual like, to you to see. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> where I was like X, like the movie X. So. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. There's oh my a phone God, what ringing. What a stranger calls. <laughs> There's a phone ringing here. <laughs> oh my God, who has a phone anymore? Your parents. I know. I'm held, parents house. I'm held up at my parents' house and there is a landline. Uh, and apparently somebody has to take this call. I'm sorry. We can cut all this at some... Or we can leave it in. No, that's fun. funny. When a stranger calls. Yeah. No, wait, you've uh, seen the whole thing of when a stranger calls or just the opening? I think I've only seen the opening and like I bits think and pieces I've seen of it. The opening and the very end. Because yeah. those are the only parts I remember that anything happens. And yep. then I've seen the sequel and I've seen the remake. Oh wow. Okay. The remake is god awful. I remember the sequel. It was a showtime movie. I know I've talked about it on here before. Because Jill Schrollen is in it. Okay. And um really don't like her. And Carol Kane's in it again. Um it has oh, some she came fun back. little twists. Yes. Yes. Cool. It has some fun little twists in it. I it used to be worth a watch, but I think it's probably pretty bad now. So, gotcha. Do with that as you will. But oh my god, did you used to make prank phone calls as a kid? All the time. 
Oh my God, all the time. We would just call random numbers because in Wyoming, especially my hometown, there were just two sets of numbers you could use. It was either, I mean, 307 was like the overall state area code, but the in each city, in our city, in Cody, there was either 587 and then four digits or 527 and then four digits. So uh-huh. you could just go to town just dialing random numbers because you knew it was going to be someone local and you wouldn't have to like, you know, pay however much it costs to like do an out, a long distance phone call. And we used to do like those fake game shows. Sometimes we just like try to talk to people. Sometimes we'd say we were from a radio station. Yeah. You guys love- were more elaborate. We would just like get somebody on the phone and then say something ridiculous and then they'd hang <laughs> up on us. So <laughs> we didn't think it through very good. Uh, eventually we moved on though, because everybody had like call ID and stuff by the time I was like, you know, yeah. a, a pranking teenager, uh, we would use pay phones because those oh. still existed and were plentiful around the city. So we would prank call from pay phones. That's hilarious. Yep. Yeah. I remember little sleepovers and with my cousins, I remember just prank calling people all the time it was i remember when like star 69 and caller id became a thing because that was the end of that era but movies like lisa which i love with stacy keenan from my two dads that's from the uh, either like 1990 or like the late 80s um that and there's a couple other like prank phone call movies like i know what you did which is similar to lisa but that's a remake of like an older film that's sort of similar but oh i love prank phone call yeah one 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 of my uh one of my buddies knew some like anarchist cookbook shit where you could like there there was a way with pay phones again kids you have no idea what you're talking about what we're talking about but with pay phones there used to be a way to figure out like there was a number you could punch in to the pay phone that was like administrative access, if you will, like to work on the, you know, do whatever with the phone. So you didn't have to put money in. You could make a call through it. If you knew like the number sequence you could punch in first, that would like give you unrestricted access to the phone essentially. So there used to be a phone number when I was growing up that you could dial in and hang up and then it would call you back. Yeah. Like, and not that there would be anyone on the other end. It was sort of like to test your ring. But we used to do that to, like, you know, trick my sister into answering the phone, which was so silly. Like, oh, I remember that. <laughs> I used to, we used to do that sometimes to people and be oh like, ah, nobody's there. Um, but yeah, no, when I remember me and my cousin saw the episode of uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark? There's one about prank phone calls where okay. the kid keeps making prank phone calls and the phone police come for him. <laughs> where there's an actual like like they're like the men in black or something like extra you know governmental body that were like we stop people from making prank phone calls so we were terrified that would happen to us yeah i mean i think that sounds like a good idea for like a retro feeling horror movie to go back and do a prank call thing because i mean people do all sorts of like zoom bombing i don't know that i've ever talked about it on here but i got zoom bombed once in an aa meeting that i was running and it was the scariest not the scariest thing that's ever happened to me, but it was pretty frightening because you have, you know, I think there were like 15, 20 people on this a eight seven a.m. on a Saturday morning Zoom meeting. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden, this was before, like, I, I was like, no one's going to Zoom bomb an AA meeting. This is Saturday morning, 7 a.m. This is early in pandemic. And all of a sudden, these like six people came into the Zoom room and took control of the screen. They started sharing pornography. They started yelling racist things and like profanity and like very derogatory slangs. And they Uh just started screaming. And I just 
closed the Zoom. I didn't know what else to do. I just like yeah, ended it's... the chat. It was so frightening, though. It was very, very scary. And yeah. then I just, you know, administered a waiting room. And now I think you can't do a Zoom room without a waiting room. Yes. So, but oh yeah. my God. Yeah. I was like, they need to do also like a horror movie with Zoom bombing. And I'm like, well, host is kind of that. Yeah. There's something. Like a ghost Zoom they, bombing. They could do some more stuff with it. I bet it's in the works. Yeah. Because, oh, my God, it's so frightening. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, I would never be hurtful when I prank called. You know, it was never like trying mm-hmm. to truly scare someone or like, you know, be mean to someone. That was never mm-hmm. the plan. So I don't get people that are like that. But it's it seems like good fodder for a scary movie. Yeah. Or <laughs> we were terrible. It never worked. But we would try to get people to accept collect calls. <laughs> oh my god where you would be like you have received a collect call from grandma or something (laughs) and you could always hear the person on the other end like no and hang up oh my god that's hilarious we were terrible but terrible muriel Yeah. yeah i um i have one little corrections corner in the last episode i um called christian from it's only a podcast ian not once but twice Because I don't think Ian's ever listened to our podcast. I don't think he listens to podcasts in general. He Uh just records them. But Christian is um, very devoted. And I know that he listens um, occasionally, if not all the time. So I just want to say, Christian, I'm so sorry. Thank you, Christian. (laughs) No, thank you, Ian. I'm kidding. We still love Ian. I'm kidding. We love you guys. Also, it's only a podcast. They called us, they shared one of our posts and called us the Scare Boys. And I liked that. Yeah, I love that. The Scare Boys. The Scare Boys. The Scare Boys coming at you. (laughs) Yeah, so thank you. I I like that term. Mm -hmm. Um, And we have one little telegram that I will read. I kind of forgot about until just now. Uh, Awesome. And it's from Theme to the Podcast, Ethan, who writes, Just a quick update. It is true, Ricardo Medina Jr., Wild Force Red slash Decker from Samurai. I imagine that's uh, Power Rangers. Power Rangers stuff. Killed his roommate with a sword. The other Power Rangers killer was a guy who was on the show as a kid, but as an extra. So I don't think it's fair to label him as a Power Ranger actor slash killer. I remember my favorite murder covered both of these so poorly that it made me question how bad they got other episodes. So I fell off hard. Also, did you see Hulu's annual Huluween is also doing a heavily drag-inspired thingy? What a world we live in, huh? Anyways, hope all is well. Bye! Thanks, Ethan. Yeah, that was, uh, he, he does mention something too. Like I, I remember uh, getting into my favorite murder where people had recommended it to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and there was one, I think they covered like, cause I'm a true crime nerd and have been like, I'm going to be that guy where I'm like, I was into it before this big boom of, uh, you know, everyone loving true crime where I was like the weird kid looking at serial killer books in the bookstore when they were like, are you a serial killer? Like, because you are, reading about it but anyway i remember they did one about i can't remember who it was but it was some serial killer case that i already knew like a lot about from reading but i understand that show that their thing is not about reporting the facts necessarily as like having a conversation it's not like a from what i know a research heavy show it's about uh, yeah the conversation so yeah it's the kind of show where I feel if you don't enjoy their banter and them as like personalities, like yeah. I don't think you can really get into it too much because that's why I enjoyed it for so long. And then they just kind of grew on my nerves a little bit. Like they stopped like doing their episodes as they normally were. And, mm. and I don't know, it just sort of got away from me. Sometimes uh, format changes will make you yeah. and, fall off. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes they'll make you fall off, but 
I just, yeah, I kind of, but there was definitely, a, I mean, a phase I listened to because I had so many episodes by the time I started that I, you know, had over a hundred episodes to listen to, which now I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> we have almost a hundred episodes. We're there. So we probably got people that will jump in and be like, this is too daunting. Like I'll just start <laughs> from the where they are now and go forward. But yeah. But thank you, Ethan. And I don't really get into Hulu's Huluween that much. I feel like last year, I maybe that Monster Town or Monster, there was something, Monster America, some series I tried to watch, and I watched like two episodes, and they just got progressively worse, and so I stopped. But yeah, um, but I love drag stuff. That's not true. I, drag stuff is fine. I'm not like, oh my God, something with drag, I'm going to watch it. I watch RuPaul every once in a while. I'm not like as religious about it as Ethan is. That's probably not the right word, religious, but... Devoted. I know Ethan really enjoys yeah. the drag race, which is so beautiful. I just love really supportive, um, any people, but straight guys in particular, just, it warms my heart. It really does. <laughs> yeah, I like, uh, um, I've not gotten into any of these TV shows, but, you know, a good drag performance is fun. Yeah, I need to get into that hard drag race thing. Yeah, the horror Dragula. one. Yeah, I got to at least give it a whirl because it seems up my alley. Maybe that's the thing that I'll be like, oh, my God, now I got to watch all these seasons. So who knows on the fucking shutter and I'm going to get to it. Um, And Ethan, thank you for writing in about and clearing up the Power Ranger thing. Yeah, I thought and I think it is my favorite murder is the reason I knew that there were more than one, but Mm -hmm. truly only one. Yeah. With actual. Yeah. Actors with a sword. Yeah. For real. Fuck. Yeah, there's this other really fucked up true crime, and you may know it. I and I can't remember all the logistics, but essentially, this guy like he was an actor and he killed like this girlfriend, or the, I don't know if he, she was a girlfriend or not, but I feel like the murder happened like above the theater, like while a show was going on, and he like went downstairs and like performed in the show, like right after killing her or something. It's such a fucked up story. It's like, yeah, he's like was an actor, and I feel like maybe she was stored upstairs or something. Does that ring any bells to you? That sounds vaguely familiar, but there's there's a lot of like stories of like they killed somebody and then like went to work or like whatever they were doing and, and, so and, like, and like the body was right there like the entire time sort of thing. Like, yeah. Can you imagine like going to work with someone and you're like, God, so-and-so was really in a mood today. And then later you find out, yes. oh, they, they killed their mother that morning. Or you're like, oh my God, so-and-so's in a really chipper mood. And then later you find out so-and-so killed their mother that morning. Yep, yep, exactly. <laughs> or or like, you, yeah, you're working with, you're there or something. And like, what's that smell? The classic, you know, <laughs> always happens where they're like, yeah, and it smelled really bad in there. And now we know uh, why. Oh my God. I know when they talk, like, especially like cops and things like that, like talk about when they hit that smell and they know that smell and they know it means death. I'm like, oh my God, I never want to know, know that. Smell yeah, exactly. Death. Yeah. Cause they say it is absolutely unique and you know it when it yeah. is there. So and that should be a band's name. If it's not the smell of death. It, it might be. I bet you there's a death metal I'm band. Sure. It's at gotta least, be a death There's metal at least band. an album or a song named that. So I'm gonna For look. Sure. I'll yeah. look later. I'll report back. Yeah. Uh, but if you want to write to us, scaringasharing at gmail.com. We love to hear from you. So please write yeah. us or scaring a sharing on the old uh Instagram. Absolutely. And Jeremy, yeah. you sent me a thing. Tell tell the, the listeners what that thing you sent me about. About Halloween. Oh, the fact that the original Halloween and as as well as four and five are returning to theaters for the holo- the spooky season this year. So now, why do you think that is? Why not one and two? Why one, four, and five? I 
personally, I believe uh, it has to do with uh, uh, who it, it, the Akkads and what, is Trankus International their company? I don't know. I think it's the production company. And I think the original and then four or five are the ones they directly own without other uh, production oh. companies involved. So I think they're able to do what they want with those um, because Halloween two and three are both universal movies. Uh, Universal okay. owns them, uh, and uh, uh, and then six forward uh, was owned by Miramax, like mm-hmm. six H two O Resurrection, and then the Rob Zombie movies were all done by Miramax. So those mm-hmm. are all with a different company, and then the new ones are Blumhouse. But that's why I think it's always the original four and five because I think those are the only three that are fully owned by the because um, they were all I guess technically independent. Uh, Got it. At, okay. At that level. So I think they're owned by uh, the Akkad family and their yeah. production company. So, well, that makes sense. And if you're someone who lives in a city where that's happening, I don't know where it is, but go watch them. That sounds like so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Especially like in a long day, just go see all three. That'd be cool. Oh, I would do that. So fucking cool. I do that. I mean, they're decreasing if they play them in that order, which would make sense. One, four, five. It's yeah. kind of decreasing quality, but yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm a nerd for these. I have fun with every single one of them to some level, regardless of how like bad of a movie it is. But I love my major slasher franchises. So I watched a fun little video this week that was uh horror movies you didn't know are connected together. Mm. So it's like they have like Evil Dead and like Nightmare on Elm Street and how, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street, they show Evil Dead and the glove is in Ashen versus the Evil Dead as well as Evil Mm -hmm. Dead 2. Yes. Two. And so there's some, but there was one that I didn't know. And that was um, that in Jason, probably because I've seen it once and that was enough, was in Jason Goes to Hell, the Necronomicon is in it. Yes. And I guess, and I was within it, they said, I believe it was the the director or the writer, whoever that they quoted in this video said that he believes it's because Pamela Voorhees brought Jason back because of the Necronomicon and he is technically a deadite. Yeah, yeah. In his mind, it's canon that Jason is a deadite, but yeah, I didn't virtually know that. most fans are like, no, I hate that idea. You know, <laughs> it doesn't have to be connected, but yeah. Um, and also in the original Evil Dead, because that was sort of, they started a back and forth. Um, in the original Evil Dead, Sam Raimi was a big Wes Craven fan. Uh, so there's a Hills Have Eyes poster mm-hmm. uh, in the original Evil Dead in the shed. And that caused Craven to be like, okay, well, I'm going to nod back at you. And in Nightmare on Elm Street, they will be watching the original Evil Dead on TV. And then Raimi was like, okay, I'm going to put Freddy's glove in the in the shed in yeah. Evil Dead 2. And so they just had a playful back and forth for a while. That's so cute. And then they also said that Stretch from Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 is in like one of the Sharknado movies. Yes. Which I didn't know that either. Yeah, yeah. And they, they say it is the same character, like was the intent, that it is Stretch. Not just, you know, the actress doing a cameo, but the character Stretch. So I think she's credited as Stretch. So it's like, oh, cool. Yeah, that's fun. I I enjoyed those little nods. And yeah, especially the playful sort of not like, I don't know, tip of the hats to each other, like happened with Raimi and Craven. I think that's so cute. Yeah, that's awesome. I I want more of that, guys. Keep doing it. Yeah. Now I feel like they're getting too like elevated horror. There's no room for that. <laughs> yeah, because that yeah that that requires a bit of tongue and cheekness. That mm-hmm. uh, definitely back in the, for sure in the '80s that was like 
the main vibe of horror movies like there was a playful no matter how gruesome and gory they were there was still some playfulness in a lot of them so in a nightmare on elm street when she's watching the evil dead i 100 percent thought that movie was like fake like i didn't know the evil dead for way long after i saw nightmare on elm street multiple uh, multiple times so i didn't know that that was a real movie a real movie and isn't she like falling asleep watching it like isn't that sort of like a dig or is yes. she not? I can't remember. I don't no, know yeah, if she's like she's trying to stay awake, so she's watching the late movie and then she falls asleep. Yep. Yeah. Okay. It's supposed to be it's supposed to be like late night movie, you know, staying up watching it, but she mm-hmm. falls asleep. That that reminds me too. In um in Halloween H2O, they're watching, I think, Scream 2. Yeah, I think you're right. Yep. So there's another one. Yeah, yeah. And that was because it was uh what's his name? Kevin, Kevin Williams. Williams. Yeah. Yeah. Wilson, right. Yeah, that wrote he has the a screams. New movie coming out that he wrote, which I'm, hoping. and I think directed. Yeah, or did maybe. he just write it? Mm. I can't remember. Something's yeah. coming out that he's attached to. It's like, oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, he's not attached to those Strangers movies, is he? That they're making I a don't trilogy think so. of. I don't. Not that I remember. No. Okay, that's yeah, just that'll got, be interesting. That's got Rennie Harlan. That's what that is. Where it's cool to have Rennie Harlan come back to. And who is that? Uh, he directed Nightmare on Elm Street 4. Ah, oh, my favorite. Not my favorite. My second favorite. Your favorite sequel. Um, and uh, what else? Rennie Harlan. You know, he was a, he was a genre. Uh, sort of like a B director, if you will. But uh, he did do um, Deep Blue Sea uh, and some other like bigger budget stuff for a minute. So he was a, he was a horror uh, genre film director of note for a second. Like a... a uh, good uh, solid director for your franchise sequel you were doing so it's cool to have him back in the fold because yeah just like you the more i think about nightmare on elm street 4 i'm like it's better than i give it credit for like it's a it's a solid entry yeah it is good so kevin williamson wrote it's a new movie called sick but it's directed by john hyams who I'm not okay. familiar with, but yes. And it's sort of pandemic-y, which I'm kind of like, Ugh. but yep. I'll, I'll check it out. Cause yeah, I like Kevin Williamson. He was definitely all the rage back in the late nineties. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, he wrote scream. He changed yeah. the game. So it's changed like, all right, game. write more scripts, please. So yeah, his name was attached to so much stuff in the late nineties into the two thousands. Yeah. From what they say, I mean, I haven't like technically read it, but I don't think they changed a whole heck of a lot of his script. I think it was like just mm-hmm. a fucking solid story. Yeah, he and I, I, from what I understand, he and Craven really like connected together to make that first one. And it uh, it, it shows because they made a masterpiece. And then just after that, there, I, I feel the reason that three in particular was not as good was just because of the rabid fan base and how people were trying to find spoilers because the Internet was exploding at that point. At like the, the late, late 90s, it was like that's when it really was like, oh, Internet crazy and like. I just feel like they had to film all these different endings and I feel like things probably kept changing. And I mean, while I feel they sort of get into that in part three a little bit, like especially in like that house party when they're Mm -hmm. all together, you know, I feel like that scene is sort of about that. Like, oh, we got to go back in and get the new pages coming off like the fax machine or what? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, it feels it does feel like a rushed production and something they were changing like while making it. Yeah, which is too bad because I mean it's my husband's favorite scream film. I just cannot even. With, I'm, I'm with just that. silent. <laughs> I know. I was like, "Did you freeze?" <laughs> yeah, no, no. I was just silent hearing that because it's like, it's how, like how, 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 
how is he just being obstinate like is he being contrary is that no, why i don't know he picks why that? He, i think he just finds it a lot of fun and i mean he uh, loves parker posey so sure I mean, she, okay she is brilliant in it she's so valid so good. valid arguments i mean yeah i wish I'm, she could have Siler spoiler alert could have lived because it would have been fun to have her in more movies yeah and you know what uh who am i to cast stones because i love some objectively shit movies so <laughs> you know just because they're fun regardless of how bad they are so i get it but recently rewatching four i can't get on board with four being better than two or five for that matter i just i just can't i yeah i think it's better than three but i don't i don't love it i really don't i um i remember the only time i've seen four is when it came out in theaters uh and was like that was fun uh and part of that part of the novelty of four was just because they shot part of it in downtown Plymouth, Michigan, yeah. uh, which is like right near where I live now and grew up. And I used to spend a lot of time there. So I was just like, Oh my God. Like I know all of these locations. Cause I used to literally sit there drinking coffee, like at that fountain and stuff like that. So it was weird to, uh, to see that. Yeah. But I can't wait for the new one. I'm so curious to see how it will play out in a big city. I just mm-hmm. think that's going to be really cool. And I'm, I mean, Hayden Panettiere, I'm glad four exists for her because yeah. I love Kirby. And of course I'm so, so excited to have her. And back. I'm just going to refer to it as Ghostface takes Manhattan from I now mean, on. So yeah, yeah absolutely. To. And they need, that has to be the ad campaign. I know it's just fan created posters, but they have to reference the Friday, the 13th posters. <laughs> like it's, it's amazing. Someone needs to do that. I love New York poster. Yeah. With, with Ghostface. It, Ghostface coming through. Yeah. That's <laughs> and then so awesome. I'll get it for your birthday next year. And you yeah, can put get it for me. If it does come out. Yep. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Did you have any other horror news? Um, the only news I got is, uh, first off the, um, the press cycle is kicking into full swing for Halloween ends. So I'm reading a lot of blurbs from Jamie Lee Curtis at events, you know, talking about hyping the movie up. So they're doing that Um, from the the blips that are coming out about people are saying the plot is about like I've read stuff on Reddit, you know, and things like that, where people are like, this is what's going to happen, like claiming to have insider knowledge. So you don't know who's right and, you know, who's lying. (laughs) But uh, uh, enough people are saying this and this are things that will happen in the movie. Uh, that I'm like, oh, this is, it sounds like they're doing something risky again. I was hoping they would take it back to more tried and true territory as, you know, Halloween kills felt like some big swings for new ideas that didn't necessarily pan out. So we'll see what happens and ends. Um, I'm really like, I, I think it could work from what I've read that they say is part of the plot. Like, okay, if you dial back the camp that I feel like Halloween kills kind of like segued into like, if you dial the camp back, this might work. You might be able to pull it off, but you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I'm, I have reservations. I did open my eyes for just a moment of the trailer, the teaser. That was the teaser we watched, right? Or was that the teaser? That's the teaser. Uh, That's the only trailer that exists from what I know. There might be stuff on TV now with more, you know, alternate scenes, but I open my eyes just for a moment. So, yeah, but that's all. That's all. That's it. That's all I'm, okay. I'm doing. So we'll see. Once it comes out, we'll find out how we feel about that, because I'm sure we will have to cover it. Uh, yeah. Duh. Um, and the other news I saw that kind of surprised me was uh, so, you know, it's really affecting my fellow like comic book nerd people, those sorts of productions, because Warner Brothers, you know, got bought by Discovery 
and then uh-huh. they started they started canceling movies that like like the Batgirl movie that was actually completed production was done Sounds and they just so out, fucked up yeah they just outright canceled it um so a lot did of they pro- trash it I heard that they trashed the the film that's what I heard too I heard like, they not del- like oh it's horrible but like like burned it <laughs> like they deleted the hard drives like the footage That's is gone or something so like that or just de- destroyed the hard drives that the uh, stuff was on so yeah it's like gone but um no that keeps happening like the the news was so there was going to be a Constantine TV series based on the character uh John Constantine um Right. That, uh, you know, Demon Hunter exorcist from DC Comics. But the TV series they were going to do got canceled. But in a surprising move, I think the whole world is kind of shocked. They're going to do a new movie with Keanu Reeves returning as Constantine from the original, which this might be controversial. I like Constantine, the first movie. I know for, um, you know, it's silly and campy, but I enjoyed it. And I think Keanu Reeves was good as the character. A lot of people... The purists were angry because, like, Constantine in the comics is always a, uh, you know, blonde-haired uh, British guy. Like, okay. very British, uh, English. Um, and uh, Keanu Reeves is not those things. But, I know, you know, I'm like, get over yourselves, people, because adaptations don't have to be literally the source material if it's done well. And I thought Keanu Reeves has the attitude to play the character, like, true to the the character in my mind so okay uh so i'm excited for it i think that could be really cool i bet you it'll be a requel too since that's all the rage like i doubt it'll have much connection to the first movie i bet it'll be like a a reboot but since it's got the same actor it'll be a requel okay so, well have i hope you have fun with that i hope i do too <laughs> i don't have any other news but i did watch uh, a new Shutter original that popped this week called Speak No Evil. Mm. It's Danish. And the poster is amazing. And that's about all I have to say. <laughs> okay. <that. laughs> not because like, ooh, it was so good. I'm going to give it to you. I did not care for it. Uh-huh. Um, if you love funny games, which if you do, you're weird. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I also, that is not a film. I mean, it's a hard film to say. Like, I loved it. Maybe you can. I don't know. It's just, I like it funny is, games, but yeah, it is a difficult uh, watch. It's not like yeah. a, an enjoyment movie. No, uh, but I respect the 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 craft that went into it and the point uh, of the movie because it's uh, Michael Haneke, who's an Austrian filmmaker, and his work. He's one I kind of want to get some of his stuff on here because he doesn't like funny games. Is the closest thing he's done to a true horror movie, uh, but his other work. Uh, <laughs> they're they're scary like i feel like he 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 deals a lot with just existential like crises and dread in a way that like it feels horrific so like psychologically horrific so i feel like he's got a few movies that could easily we could cover on the show but they would be difficult watches well apparently he watched this movie speak no evil and found it very disturbing so people are like oh well if it disturbed him Oh, it disturbed Haneke, then it must be fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and here's what I'll say. The acting is very good. Uh, it's shot very well. I just, story-wise, it did not, um, did not fly for me. Yeah. Gotcha. 
one of those. But but yeah, it the poster is gorgeous. I fucking love the poster. There's like bright oranges and yellows on it, and it just looks like du- it looks like dusk and danger. If I have to put two words on it, dusk and danger, dusk I and like, danger, and I love. I it. like I like those descriptors. <laughs> so yeah, I I love the poster, and everyone kept talking about it on the socials and stuff. So I I watched it last night, and um, I'm not like sad that I did, and I'm not mad that I did. I just. Yeah, this, that's all. I, that's it. That, I'm done with it. <laughs> gotcha. Well, um, I watched uh, a couple episodes last night. I watched a couple episodes of Are You Afraid of the Dark? You did? Because it's I on Paramount Plus? Yeah, that I remember from childhood. Uh, and they were fun. Uh, one of them was uh, The Tale of Station 109.1, which is a story where the kid finds a radio station that should not exist, oh. uh, but, it, but it's coming from the afterlife. It's a guide for lost souls on earth to like come to the afterlife. And, but it's, it features a young Ryan Gosling in his first oh. starring role in something. Uh, and he is just a giant goofball in it. So I'm like, who <laughs> <laughs> would have thought he would go on to be who he is now from watching this. Um, That's and, hilarious. And then I watched, another episode that i remembered scaring me senseless as a kid which was the night what is it the tale of the night shift uh and that one's about uh people working overnight at a hospital and there's a vampire oh. loose and i was like this one i mean it's goofy now but it's like it was i remember it particularly like scaring the hell out of me as a kid so that was a fun revisit okay yeah well and that's it that's all that's i did it. okay well, what uh, shall we get to our shares? Yeah, the shares. I think I go first this time, right? Yeah. So, what are you going to give me that I have not seen before? Ugh. And technically, and, this is. And if you're listening for the first time, Jeremy and I have had a long run of giving each other movies that we both ended up liking. So yep. this week, we're uh, trying to make that not happen. That's the goal. We're breaking <laughs> the streak. Uh, I'm picking a movie that actually I haven't seen either, at least all the way through. I've seen oh. scenes of it, um, and this is a. I'm I'm fulfilling a promise. Oh boy. I made to Ethan, oh, Ethan the shit. podcast, Ethan, which is I am assigning for us Ghoulies Three. Oh, Ghoulies no. go to college. Ghoulies, Ghoulies go to college. Ghoulies go to college. Oh shit. So that's well, what I'm giving us. I I was I don't know in my mind I thought you were gonna say critters because I've not seen critters, but I bet I'll like critters. I don't know that, but it yeah. seems like I will. Um I mean the ghoulies are gonna you know, there's a they're gonna invade a college campus, and there's gonna they're gonna be in a toilet, yeah. At some point, <laughs> you know what's gonna. Happen. I mean, Ghoulies one was like pretty bad. Uh, Ghoulies two was fun, a lot of fun, a lot better. But I don't know. I've heard that the rest of the series goes downhill fast after two. So I know two was like surprisingly fun, but yeah, I. Imagine we're going to get a lot more boobs than we have in any other ghoulies before. Yeah. That's what I, and I don't even remember how many boobs were in the first and the second, if any. I know. Was there some in the first? Maybe in the first. I don't think any in two. Uh, and we'll see. Because it three. took place at a carnival, okay? Yeah. And three is, uh, uh, all I know is there's, uh, yeah, there, there's a, a lot of bad college. Like, I imagine it's going to be Animal House, but with little rubber monsters. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So that's what I think it'll be. Okay. Yep. Well, I am going to give you from 2016 Blair Witch. Oh, okay. 
Okay. You've not seen that, right? Never seen it. Um, <laughs> man, like, I mean, I know what it is. You know, who doesn't know what Blair Witch is? I know that they made this one and it's like a direct riff off the original. So we're back in the woods, found footage. I think they're investigating the original movie from what I put together from when I remember when the trailers came out. Um, you know, like the first Blair Witch, I still it still lives in my mind as a good horror movie. I don't think I've seen that since I was like a teenager when it came out. Um, and then Blair Witch 2, I remember being, I don't think I've ever actually seen it all the way through. I think Oof. I've only seen like parts of it and have been like, yeah, this I don't need to see this whole movie. So I've just never watched the whole thing. Um, and uh, yeah, and this is the third, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, and I've seen some of the, I guess they're part of the Blair Witch like universe. Like there was the fake documentary after the first one came out that played the on Curse like, of the Blair Witch. I yeah. Think. On Sci-Fi channel. Yeah. And, and that's good. Like that's a better sequel companion piece to the original movie that I've heard the actual sequels are. So, mm-hmm. um, we'll, uh, we'll see. I've heard mixed things about this. Some people said they liked it. Some said they hated it. So let's find out. All right. Well, let's watch them and come back. Don't you blame the movies. Movies don't create psychos. Movies make psychos more creative. what if i came into the second half and was like i could not bear to watch these movies so you know what's funny that you say that my husband joe who is a part of three funny ladies they're doing jennifer hudson this week which you know she's not typically known for being funny but Mm -hmm. she has she's in some funnier films so they did cats and um hairspray live and cats was so bad they watched it today they both took the day off they watched cats but they made it through like i don't know 20 minutes and they said nope and they shut it off so it's funny that you say that because that's exactly what happened also go listen three funny ladies yeah check it out <laughs> i uh, i am of course am lying i did suffer through both of these wait i might be playing my hand too early sorry <laughs> <laughs> i feel like this episode is a giant troll episode on our <laughs> listeners because we went out of our way to like challenge ourselves with stuff that we were pretty sure was going to be rough so yep yep here we so are here, here we are well let you give it to us first give us the um the appetizer <laughs> that's right um i have just had too much fun like telling people I know about this movie just because I think the title is so immensely stupid. And that is Ghoulies 3, Ghoulies Go to College. Now, real quick, though, the movie just says Ghoulies Go to College. Yeah, apparently the official... So which is it? I, I, everywhere I look, the official, official title is Ghoulies 3, Ghoulies Go to College, which is... It's so it's long, we- Jeremy. No one's going to yeah. even know what our second movie is because that title is so long. It's too long. <laughs> um, so, the, But you know that happens a lot with like, especially I notice it with lower budget things like this, uh, where the title screen, I think sometimes they do like, the movie's done and they already have the title like screen in the movie, but it gets released under a slightly different title. Like when marketing gets a hold of it or whatever. Sure. So that's uh, what, that's what I would imagine happened here. But the, <laughs> the tagline on letterboxd is everybody's favorite troublemakers are on the loose again. 
And the right. description is a college teacher brings the little creatures back to his campus where they proceed to terrorize the faculty and students. Okay. <laughs> That's about it. Also, also I have to make a confession. I already had a, I have a corrections corner in the first half. I said, I have not seen this movie as I started watching it. I was like, I have seen this movie. How could you forget? That's the impression it left on me. That's okay. <laughs> that's all I could say is apparently that's how memorable it was that until I was confronted with it again, like some sort of repressed memory I buried down deep. And as soon as I saw it again, I was like, oh no, I have seen this. Cause I like immediately recognized the two lead uh, like frat boy characters where I was like, oh yeah, I have seen this because I thought maybe I'd seen them in other movies and I looked them up and no, this is like the thing they're most, both of them are most famous for or their biggest movies. So I was like, okay, yep, I've seen this. Uh, yeah. I mean, the one good thing you can say for it, I guess, is like practical effects. Like, yeah, that's what I kept thinking was like, it, sorry guys, spoilers, but uh, does anyone give a shit about this movie no. being spoiled? So <laughs> at the end, when the uh, the crusty old Dean character turns into a you know monster man, that was kind of cool. Which totally was ripping off from beyond, it felt like. Oh, absolutely. I don't know. I mean, the ghoulies are always fun, other than the fact that they gave them like, I, I, they made them indistinguishable from the frat boy characters because they just talk like the Three Stooges and love getting drunk. So I was like, yeah, uh, I mean, I think that was supposed to be sort of the point, right? Cause the three of them, sometimes you go from the three of them to the three not lead frat yeah. boys. Cause there's like the lead guy skip skip. And then there's the three additional ones, which one of them is Patrick. I don't know how to say his last name. He played Mookie and he was Ram and Heather's like the whole time. I'm like, who is this guy? He's so cute. And then mm -hmm. I remembered he's in Heather's, which oh, is okay. a fucking great movie. Got this is not, this is not, yeah, this is not. And okay. What? But yeah, I think that that was sort of like the point is they're supposed to be like, these guys are indistinguishable. They're doing the same things. Yeah. They're just as like silly and goofy and out there. I don't know. I just like my ghoulies better as monsters, more yeah. st strictly monsters, not not doing slapstick routines. So the baffling thing here is I believe the guy who like created the ghoulies, like the monsters, directed mm -hmm. this movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Buechler. Bu Buechler. Yeah. Something yep. like that. Yep. Special effects guy. He did direct a handful of uh, these like straight to video horror movies back in the 80s and 90s. So it's just so weird that they that he's the one to do it. Like you would think someone else got their hands on this movie and did it as opposed to someone who it was near and dear to their heart because they don't they look jumbo sized. Yeah. And then they talk. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they, they really talk. I think yeah. they, I think they talked a little in two. Maybe. But it was like, that. it was little bits here and there. And it's so weird watching this. I'm like, why did I like to? And I can't recall. I just remember thinking it was kind of sweet and funny and slightly clever and everything I wanted the first one to be. It wasn't. I, I think I'd rather watch this than part one again, in all honesty. Oh, really? Okay. Because I, I was going to. So. I'm the opposite, where I was like, at least one had enough, uh, to me at least, one had enough you know, WTF weird moments where I'm like, okay, so this is uh, really on the line of so bad. It's good. Like it could be fun watching with people making fun of it. Uh, two was just fun. That's all I remember about it. And, uh, and then this one though, it had its moments like in the first, I don't know. 
for a little while I was sitting there thinking like, oh, this could be so bad. It's good. Maybe I'll, I'll, it'll amuse me. Uh, and after watching it for a while, I was just like, all right, this movie's got to be done, but about done by now. And then I looked at the runtime. I'm like, I'm only halfway through it. Okay, never mind. This is a lot more grueling than I thought it was going to be. Especially what really wore me out is the fact that they try to make like every single fucking spoken line in the movie a joke. Like it's yeah. nonstop attempting to do like one-liners and joke setups and jokes like all the time. Nobody talks like a real person. It's all just jokes. It's exhausting. Yes, it just doesn't. It's overkill. And the pranks just, I don't know. Pranks in movies never seem exciting because you know that they're staged. Like pranks are only fun when they're like real or yanks in this case. Aren't they yanks? Yeah, yeah they kept calling them yanks, <laughs> which I just hated. Yeah. But like it just, I don't know. Like I like impractical jokers and things like that where it's like reality, like real. I don't know. I just find in movies a prank. I mean, except for Carrie. Okay. Carrie's an exception. Yeah. Well, I, <laughs> Not yeah. that I like that prank, but like it, it's effective. Yeah, per- they should be cool set pieces. They were not cool set pieces in this. No, no. they were all just immensely silly or you know weird. <laughs> no, I remember really liking the Garbage Pail Kids when I was a kid, the movie and the actual cards. But like, I remember enjoying the movie, and I've often wanted to want maybe a strong word. I've often thought that I could go back to that and wondered, will this be? How will this be? <laughs> will this be any good? Will this be absolutely horrible? But in my mind, I imagine it's going to be something like this. Yeah, it often, Garbage Pail Kids, the movie, often makes the lists of worst movies ever made. So, yeah, so it probably would be. Um, Although yeah. I think there are enough that argue, like, I was kind of surprised poking around on the internet. This one, Ghoulies 3, has a cult following. There seem to be those that are, you know, on board with this that talk this up just like Ghoulies 2, but okay. it, I just don't see it. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. To put it bluntly, people, I think Ghoulies 2 was peak Ghoulies. After that, it just fell off. Yeah, it is. It is rough. There's a lot more boobs mm-hmm. than I think all the other ones put together. The, there's just silly things like if there's like this like sort of fake out panty raid that happens. And then some of the girls are just like shirtless and just like showing their boobs. I'm like, I I think that's like defeats the whole point. I guess the one thing I liked is I love Marsha Wallace. Who's that like redhead sort of Carol Burnett wannabe that's in there. Mm -hmm. I love her. And I think she is so funny. And that guy, Kevin McCarthy, who was sort of like the evil professor. I'm pretty sure he's in Twilight Zone, the movie. I think he's in that. Right. He is. Uh, and he's most famous, I would argue, for uh, being the lead in the original Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Ah, OK. I need to so, see that at some yeah. point. And he's kind of like you're like, oh, poor Kevin slumming it here. Like you've done some respected genre work and then he's in this. Given it his all, though. Yeah. You know? Oh, God, he's acting like crazy in this movie. And like it's like crazy. Like it's his job to save this flick. Yep. Yeah, and he tried. <laughs> and the main ghoulie had, su- I mean, I think he's always had abs, but in here they were like particularly large. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, this movie just, it, like tonally, it's all over the place. There is a reviewer on um, uh, Letterboxd, uh, Cinema Void, great name, uh, who says of this movie, too dumb for adults, too horny for children. And I'm like, yep, it falls in a weird place where I'm, not sure they could decide on who their target audience was. 
Yeah, that's what it felt like. It felt like, oh, we're making this for kids. No, we're making it for people who like the original Ghoulies. No, like it just didn't seem to know. We're making it for horny uh, college students. Like they could not decide where to go with this damn thing. Yep. Always, always all over the place. In the trailer, it says like they put the animal back in the house. And I'm like, oy vey. Yeah. One thing I did like, though, is that they leaned into the toilet imagery and in this movie they're summoned from like a magic toilet and i'm like that's kind of fun yes so much toilet action especially though that it's like it's like this ornately carved satanic toilet that's just in the frat house and they just like use it (laughs) nobody ever thought like what's with this weird toilet here i know and how did it get there i want the origin of that exactly (laughs) yeah give me that prequel and the ghoulies were never controlled from a comic book right no, this that's okay. brand new. It's like the rules of the ghoulies change every freaking movie. Yeah. Because in the in the first one, they were summoned by like an evil wizard necromancer guy uh mm-hmm. from hell from hell or something. In two, uh they they just are. Like if you remember, there's a guy that like had kidnapped them in the beginning and he was trying to kill them to get rid of them because some cult had like uh summon them or they were part of some cult but they get away from him and then they go to the carnival and then this one they come out of a toilet so it's like every movie just has no continuity for like what the ghoulies are they look the same but they always have like a different origin do they maybe not maybe it all just (laughs) it was always from the toilet no i don't mean i'm saying i don't think that they always look the same because i don't think you can tell that they're the ghoulies here but they yeah i think they sure each look slightly different it's like they get different it's like they never kept the original molds of the like first puppets, so they were always tweaking it, but it never it looks quite the same as before. Yeah, yeah. And then what I know of Ghoulies Four, uh, none of the recognizable Ghoulies are in that anyway, so it's entirely new creatures. And I never want to think about like the Ghoulies' penises, but the mm-hmm. one at one point says he's sporting half a chubby, and I don't, I didn't need that imagery. And they don't wear pants, and you don't see any genitals, so. <laughs> My thought is they're, you know, asexual or something, but maybe not. Maybe. And the soundtrack I found so annoying. Like the music. It it was. It was grating. Like for a children's birthday party. Yeah. That I don't want to attend. (laughs) Or uh, one of my favorite riffs from a Mystery Science Theater 3000 episode about bad music where they're like, is this video poker music? Like, that's what it sounds like is those old bar games (laughs) that you'd see like uh-huh. like making noise at you that's yes. what this soundtrack sounded like and at one point there's like the like chubbier frat boy and he's eating a pizza but not just any old pizza he has to put all the pieces together in one and take a giant bite because yep. fatty's gotta eat all his pizza one time at one time i was like <laughs> what is what is this joke trying to say because i'm like even if you're bigger, you still eat like a normal person. <laughs> like it's... I know it's like in so many movies are like, oh, well, we got to make the, the chubby person eat like a like you imagine a chubby person should he, eat. He, he has to be eat like an insane person. Like, it's like it's like... so much more funny if you have the skinniest person right next to him eating like that. And then the chubby person's eating like some lettuce. Like yeah, that's, exactly. That's, that's some humor. OK, that's that's more humorous. Yeah, <laughs> I will say, though, it was very stupid. But one joke that did land with me was like the security guard the bumbling security guard when the bomb like bounces into his yes. cart with him and he's just like huh a bomb oh, and then it blows up i yeah. was like that that was actually pretty funny that's like one of the few gags i think worked with, for me 
Bonnie, his cart. Yeah, his cart, Bonnie. <laughs> like, that was the best character. It like, was, I agree. Yeah, everyone else is just annoying. I hated Skip's little girlfriend. They're like, on again, off again. Like, she mm-hmm. gets mad at him for not telling him about the panty raid. I'm just like, no, <laughs> it's so dumb. Also, uh, this movie was the screen debut of Matthew Lillard. I saw that, but I don't, I had read that, but then I never saw him. I saw him. He's in the, he's post panty raid. He's in the scene you're talking about when um, uh, Skip is in the halls and people okay. are like looking at him weird. Okay. And one of the people, there's like a Nord, uh, a dorky looking guy looking like a stereotypical nerd with the glasses and like okay. high pants, like goes walking by him and like avoids eye contact with him. That was oh. Matthew Lillard. I was oh, like, wow. there he is. Yeah. So he's literally, <laughs> an, literally an extra. Doesn't even say anything. That is funny. Yeah. It is just, I, I don't think I, ever cracked a smile i was just like oh boy i mean there are worse things to watch but Mm -hmm. like i know my my go-to for like something i'd rather watch this than that is tetsuo which just was the ultimate in all pain for me Uh but yeah this is this is not much better (laughs) yeah well unless you have anything else to add i I don't i don't um out of five ornately carved toilets satanic commodes how many do you give it i'm gonna give it one and a half satanic commodes all right i'm going with i've been fluctuating but for the sake of difference i'll give it a two i'll give it the full two okay well still (laughs) you can take it (laughs) we haven't used that in so long it feels good i know it does thank you nick kastriba for the nice music yes we love our sound (laughs) effects and our music All right. Well, now we're heading to 2016 with Blair Witch. And the tagline is, there's something evil hiding in the woods. And the description is, students on a camping trip discover something sinister is lurking beyond the trees. Man, goddamn, was this a disappointment. (laughs) Did you think it wasn't going to be? I I thought it should. I had hope it would be better than what I sat through. Like, I remember when this came out and it didn't get good reviews. So I was like, man, and just kind of ignored it. But, you know, I don't know. I feel like, isn't there, there's gotta be a good Blair Witch follow-up out there. Like there's lore. There should be the ability to make a like solid, you know, additional entry in this series, but maybe. Maybe the, the video game with the guy and the dog. Yeah, I guess. Or like I said in the first half, the fake promotional documentary about the first movie curse of the Blair Witch maybe it's the curse of the Blair Witch they can't make a good sequel (laughs) that's the curse do you know what I find the most disappointing is that Adam Wingard and Simon Barrett did this yeah that too all apologies to Adam Wingard but I'm like Maybe he's not a great director. He's but just... the guest and your next are both good. So like it'd be one thing yeah. if you're like a one trick pony, but I think those two are so good. I think maybe he just takes risks that don't pay off sometimes. Yeah. Because uh, I know he, he's got this under his belt and he's also got that. Um, he did that adaptation of the anime series Death Note. Yeah, which everyone which, really hated. Right? Which people really hated. I didn't even bother to watch the movie when I saw like how much. And I'm not even a huge fan of the anime, but I've seen like, you know, some of it and I'm like, oh, it's pretty cool. I can see how it's iconic, though. It's got some cool characters and stuff. But um, yeah, I don't know. My other 
major issue is in the first part, in the first film, Heather does that whole like, I'm sorry to like my mom and my dad, but she doesn't mention her brother. So to just all of a sudden have a brother. Who's <laughs> like, also I, like 20 years younger than her. Well, it was it feels like, yeah, I mean, he would have been like a baby, like when yeah, this hell he, happened, but I feel like she would mention him. Yeah, for sure. So I, I just found I found that stupid. I found it contrived. <laughs> yeah. And I get like, they're like, oh, we're going to update all this technology. <sighs> And I was going to say, well, why make it found footage at all? But that's sort of what the second one did. I mean, there is some found footage in the second one, but mm-hmm. it's more not. It's more like just regular filmography or cinematography or whatever. But goddamn here, it's just so annoying. The drones and like the ear cameras that fit around your ear. I'm just like, that's so lame. Like, yeah. It, no. That, and that was the thing, like. I think my biggest gripes were number one. I did not care about any of the characters. Like none of uh, them. Yeah. None of them connected with me. So I didn't care what happened to any of them. Um, two. They really, what this was, was a remake of the original movie with some new technology. But for the most part, it was all the same story beats as the original. Like it yeah. didn't really. And then a bunch of weird additions to the mythology I guess where I'm like, I'm not even sure the Blair Witch in the original movie had that much like solid, like lore. You know what I mean? Like she is this, she does this. Like it was very just up in the air where this one adds, like apparently she makes crazy UFO light shows happen when she shows up and is also a giant spider monster thing from like the movie wreck. Well, I have some thoughts there, but in case anyone wants to watch this still, I want to talk a little bit more and then we'll get more. Spoilery. Oh, sorry. I didn't. No, no, no. I, 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 it's kind of like Ghoulies where it's like, who cares really? Yeah. But, um, I found there's so many annoying fake, fake jump scares that just, that drives me crazy. So many. Okay. We're, we're Ghoulies three. Every line was a joke and it was insufferable in this movie. Every like 30 seconds, there's a jump scare. It's like nonstop. So none of it, I think by quantity, none of it's scary because yeah. I'm I, I'm expecting just like okay, pretty much every like minute of this movie, there's going to be a loud noise and somebody's going to jump or the camera freaks out or something. Uh, yeah. Some of them are legitimate jump scares, some of them are not, but there's just too much. So much because I I read some reviews where they're like talking about how good the sound design is, but I think that's like if you're in like a theater. I didn't watch it on like our living room TV, which has like surround sound, but mm-hmm. apparently like the sound design is really good for like hearing something like behind you and over to oh. this side and to that side. But like just watching it on a TV without that, like yeah. it's all just annoying. There's just loud noises that are supposed to make you jump, and they just happen so frequently. Like you said, like all the fucking time. It's just like oh my god, like I can't be scared because you're trying to scare me so hard mm-hmm. and that kills me yeah and, and it seems to be like a in place of trying to build actual like atmosphere or mood yeah which the woods should have done no sweat just like the original movie like just being lost in the woods like builds your your tension perfectly like just let it do it its work and at one point someone says that tapes and those like older Video cameras are cheaper than like an SD card. And I don't think that's true. Like if you had to keep buying those tapes. Yeah. I mean, maybe like one tape is cheaper than an SD card. And -hmm. I guess this is like seven years ago or whatever. But maybe still, I'm just like, that is a dumb line. And at one person, though, in regards to, you know, 
every little sound being annoying. One person, one of the characters and like one of those stupid jump scares is like, would everyone stop doing that? And I was like, exactly. Yes, please, movies. Please. And also I had the subtitles on because I, it was so loud and annoying that I didn't want to turn it up super loud to hear what they were saying. So uh-huh. I just had the subtitles on so I could see the words and not have to like blare the TV. And at one point when something crazy happens and they all start running, one of the characters says, run like hell. And I'm like, that is not what you'd say. No, I think you just say run or scream or scream, but like, you're not going to say run like hell. I I just, I don't buy it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, let's talk a little spoiler right now. So if you want go watch it or don't, I don't care. It's yeah. We don't care about this one. Yeah. Um, So here are some things because I have watched over the years. Some like, what does the ending all mean? And I don't, I kind of like the idea, the mythology additions of like, perhaps the Blair Witch can fuck with time and space mm, mm-hmm. like that. in the original, even though you could be like, well, that doesn't happen there. It could. Yeah. They, they I mean, could have been out there for a lot longer than they thought they were or vice versa. Cause I feel like been days it's been a long time since I've seen the original uh, all the way through. But from what I remember, aren't there plot threads saying that? Like they get lost and don't know how because they like backtrack onto they're their like own campsite. They're like walking circles and stuff. Yeah. yeah, they're walking in circles and they don't realize how that's happening. So I, I think, yeah, I think there's already those ideas planted in the original movie that there's the, the woods themselves perhaps are supernatural. Like the whole realm is just, you know, under the influence of the witch. So, yes. And I Here's it. So I like that. And I think that that UFO thing is like day and turning into night super fast. Okay. That's in my mind yeah. what I think it is, as opposed to like that there's aliens out there or something. Yeah. <laughs> like exactly. I think it's like I a was day like coming and going very quickly. Okay. And then I've heard that Adam Wingard in particular said that that monster you see is not the Blair Witch, but oh. rather like a an old victim of the Blair Witch that over time has become this thing. Some people say it's Heather. Oh, okay. Like all distorted and weird after all this time. So I went with, it was the witch because of the story they talked about of when they killed her, they stretched her, you know, like a rack. And I was like, Oh, is that why the arms and legs are big and spindly? It's I assume it's supposed to be the witch or like the spirit of the witch, but maybe not. And And maybe the witch isn't a physical thing at all, but literally just, control of the woods and everything in the woods yeah that's kind of from the original movie that's where i went i was like it's like a ghost a spirit it's an ethereal presence it's not like a physical thing you're gonna see it's just the you know the it's the uh presence in the woods yeah but like you said i mean it's not a remake it's like a reboot but it feels so much like a remake. Like, I guess I can appreciate that at the end, it does some different things in regards to, it's not, they just go in the house and find someone in the corner and bada da bing, bada da boom, it's over. Mm -hmm. It's definitely a requel before we got that uh, nomenclature. So, but it feel, but it's still like you could have done more differently. And I mean, like the the characters are not in the first one, they're developed. Like you really get to know them. And mm-hmm. here it just all feels so fake and annoying. Mm-hmm. You just don't care. You just don't care. I find like the one good death is when that girl gets snapped in half. I think that's really cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was cool. But then so many of the other ones are just like someone gets scared out of a tree and gets dragged away. And <sighs> yeah. I just, I'm like, 
that would be the fun part here. I mean, it's what made the first one so effective is not knowing how anyone really died. But it's like, if you're going to do it differently, like, let us see all these people get killed in really interesting, creative ways, like that girl getting snapped in half. Also, if you're going to make a cool monster, I want to see it a little more. Like, I feel like this buried the lead, so to speak. It hit it too long. You know, it shows up at the end and you're just like, uh, okay. And it's just for glimpses. And I'm like, it doesn't, it didn't need to be like up close and personal. I just wanted a little more like perhaps it should have been introduced earlier. Like people think they see something in the woods and you just catch it for like, make that known that it's out there for like longer. In mm-hmm. the movie. I think that would have helped build tension better. If someone's like, I think we're, you know, something's out there instead yeah. of, you know, just running around chasing noises and stuff is, uh, I don't know. And when they get to the house towards the end, that's a cool moment. And the house and the set design of this rotten old house, you know, was just that that could have been awesome if they gave it space to breathe instead of like running through it and shaky cam constantly. And you can barely see anything like I feel like if they had gotten to the house and got to explore it a little more and you got to take it in, I think the atmosphere of that would have just helped really, you know, the creep factor in this if you were able to really take that in and i feel coming off the heels of watching pearl a a prequel would have been more interesting where you're not found footage where it's going back to one of these other stories they told whether it's the og whether it's a a couple of the origin stories but i just feel like that would be so much more interesting because you'd have to step away from found footage Mm -hmm. and i think some of those stories seem so creepy so it could be fun to explore those yeah, I think a prequel would be good or um again, I keep going back to it, but I think that's that's a, a fun idea if you want to stick with the documentary or maybe even do a hybrid, maybe do it about people making a documentary about like the whole thing, like build off the curse of the Blair Witch and they're like, here's the story, here's some stuff that may or may not have happened to people. Like I feel like you could do some kind of meta uh mockumentary about the whole thing and probably do something clever with it yeah but it is just yeah it is a little rough and then like they sort of rip off i mean not that it's the only time it's ever done but the ruins that whole thing in her leg feels very much yeah like the ruins for sure which is quite a bit before this but still it's what i thought of like yeah i suppose that's kind of it the thing with the original movie is it came out and we were all convinced it was real for the most part. And by we, I mean, you know, just the world at large. Like, is this real? It could be real. I don't know. And they did such a good job of playing with that, with the marketing, that it was kind of meta, you know, before everyone decided to go meta, as they say. And so doing this movie, like, you know that it's fake, that it's a fictional uh, world. So it kind of takes, I feel, some of the punch away uh, from doing it again. So I, I feel like screenwriters out there, filmmakers, there's... I, th- I think meta helps this thing, but there's got to be like a new approach to cracking that to make a new story. And I think that's what they tried to do with two, because it's like, oh, and two, the Blair Witch is just a movie like it is for us. Yep. So they try right. to go that route. Yeah, they did. So bad. They did. But that one, y- you can read all kinds of stuff about because that was directed by like, uh, what's his name? Uh, Berlinger is his last name and he's more famous as a documentary filmmaker yeah so I think like that's why they Paradise were like, lost and stuff i think yes yes yeah that's him yeah just so uh, good yeah a lot of true crime stuff um 
And I think that's why they got him to be like, let's get a real documentarian of dark stuff to like try and do this movie. But uh, my understanding of Blair Witch 2, Book of Shadows, uh, or rather I should say the official title is Book of Shadows, colon Blair Witch 2, which is a confusing ass title. But um, there was a ton of studio interference. Apparently his like his script and his attempted cut of the movie, I'm not sure he ever made a finished like director's cut, uh, was like a radically different movie that the studio, you know, turned into a typical early 2000s horror movie. So I feel like revisit the idea of two. There's a there's something in there to be mined if done well. Yeah, because that was during that time also when all like the the Scream movies were coming out and like everything was getting leaked and had to be refilmed and all of that. And yeah. I, I mean, Blair Witch was such a phenomenon that I'm sure part two, that exact same sh- shit was happening on top of what the stories you're talking about that they just maybe didn't yeah. like his script and everything. But God, that movie is so dreadful. And anyone trying to reclaim it, I just say, Mm-mm, no, yeah, I've, I've seen it happen a couple of times. I've seen a couple articles where they're like, is it as bad as we remember? And I don't know. I've never I watched watch the this. whole thing i've oh, never seen the entirety oh, the of it's really really okay like just pisses you off the yeah end is se- so bad. i had seen enough to be like i'm not interested in seeing this whole movie so yeah. that's where i am with that one yeah i'd rather watch this than that this is not as painful but it just makes me i'm just like they're you could have done something so cool like the coolest part about this movie is that whole fake out like the it was called like the the woods or whatever. Yes, and then the forest, yeah. and yeah. then and then it was. And I had a friend Jeff who was like, I I've I've because it was all the rage with like the internet, like you know, going crazy. And and he was like, I I've I think it's the Blair Witch. If you put the, if you crop up the poster and you stick it together like this, it's like a Blair Witch like you know stick creature. And mm-hmm. so like he was on all these threads where people were talking about it before it was like official. And I, when I remember it said like it was coming out and it was like the scariest movie ever made or whatever they were like saying from like test audiences or whatever. And I was mm-hmm. just so fucking excited. <laughs> and then and you alas. saw it. And then I saw it. Did you see this in theaters? I did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't remember the circumstances, but I definitely did. Okay. Yeah. No, I remember my, uh, all I remember about leading up to the release is my cousin and I, we're super excited about it because we shared uh, the original Blair Witch Project as like, you know, a, a, a shared pop culture, you know, item where he's not like a big horror movie guy. But that was one time where he like crossed over into my twisted little world as I was getting into monster movies and weird stuff. So we're like, oh, Blair Witch Project. So cool. Um, so, yeah, we, we loved that. But yeah, alas. And it didn't kill Adam Wingard's career because didn't he do Gorilla? Gorilla? Didn't he do Gorilla versus Kong? Godzilla versus Kong. Oh my god! I, <laughs> I wrote it down as Gorilla. It's coming out of my mouth. I'm like, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> gorilla. Gorilla. Gorilla versus Kong. Gorilla oh versus Kong sounds like the cheap, like uh, straight to video, like rip off of it. Oh my god. <laughs> That is so funny. That's amazing. Oh boy, gorilla. Uh, yeah, but didn't he do Godzilla, Godzilla versus, versus Kong? He did. He did. And I was gonna say that that's not a terrible movie. Okay. Either. It's not amazing, but you know, it's not like it's definitely better than this. So yeah, yeah, way more enjoyable at least. So. All right. Anything else to say? No, that's all I got. All right, out of five Blair Witch stick figures, how many do you give 
Blair Witch 2016. I'm going to give this a two as well. I'm going to give it a two also, like you. Mm-hmm. And that That's is another. another. Throw it on the slash heap. Throw it on the slash heap. Yep. Slash it up. Don't watch it. Do you watch it? We watch it so you didn't have to. Yeah, that's it. That's that we we're, did it. We're we're saviors in the horror genre, okay? Yep. Um I do feel compelled in the future to visit Ghoulies 4, but oh, fuck. I think I'm going to put that off for a while. <laughs> well, this it. next episode I'm definitely giving you a much better movie. But this I knew that on the list this was one that I didn't think I'd like on rewatch and I was pretty sure you wouldn't like it either. So Yep. So here we go guys. We got you with a special trash Trollar, heap. yeah trash heap episode yep <laughs> dumpster diving episode uh, <laughs> we got these for you love it love it the, vid- well, the video store had too many copies and they couldn't sell them all so <laughs> oh my god like when um blockbuster would start selling off how they would get like 40 copies of some movies and yep. then eventually they'd start selling them off Yep, that's that's what I that's how I picture this episode. That was that. That's what these were out in the dumpster behind the video store because yes. no one wanted them. Yep. Yep. Well, if you like these or hate them, write to us and tell us scaring is sharing at gmail.com. That's Follow right. us on the Insta. In, inquiring ghouls want to know. That's right. The scare boys want to hear all about it. Tell us. <laughs> and follow us on Instagram, scaring is sharing all one word. And keep coming back. Yeah, because we like you. Yeah. So, hail Paymon. And keep watching the skies. And the scary movies and talking about them because... Scaring is sharing. That's right. Bye. This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast.